0: Good morning. This is Donna Tyson, your host for Rivers of Faith on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Thank you everyone for joining us this beautiful Tuesday morning. I've gotten so I just love Tuesday mornings. I get to meet with all my new friends, and every week we get to bring on a new, interesting story of someone that's going through a challenging time and how their faith has brought them the courage and the energy to be able to take the next step. For the last uh, this is the second part of a two-part series. Last week, we started our conversation on faith and abortion. And because we had such strong opinions on both sides, we decided to break this topic into two shows last week we talked on pro-choice and we had a wonderful guest mayla spoke of her background running uh, an abortion clinic in alabama and this week we're going to talk about pro-life and i am delighted to have as my guest miss gloria whitley who is the nurse manager for bethany christian services pregnancy center in fredericksburg gloria thank you for joining me this morning Oh, Donna, I'm very happy to be with you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, my privilege. Um, This is a highly emotional issue. If you ever want to separate out a room, all you have to do is say the word abortion, ask women what they think, and boy, it'll polarize really fast. And That's why I'm so excited to be able to bring this topic to Rivers of Faith. I want to thank everyone for your comments and participation in last week's show as we talked with a woman about pro-choice and those alternatives. For me, I think one of the most powerful Powerful statements that she made was that it really is about um, pro life, not. Pro-choice, not pro-abortion. And, um, and that was an interesting comment for me to hear. That actually came in from one of our chat line listeners last week. So right off the bat this morning, I want to ask you to participate with us in the show. As you hear comments, as you think of something you'd like to say, there are two ways you can join us this morning. Our phone lines will be open for calls at the phone number of 646 652 Again, that's 646-652-2071. Or for those of you who are listening, you can go to our live chat line on the Hear Women Talk Uh, Site at www.hearwomentalk.com and participate with us via chat. So the show's always much better if you all come in. Okay? Um, For any of you that have problems, some of you are on the chat line saying you didn't hear the interview start, just refresh your... Radio show. If you just hit the refresh button, I think it's F5 on your computer, it ought to bring up the interview. Some of you are still listening to classical music. Missed all my great introduction here. (laughs) Gloria, I'm going to quit rambling. We're going to find out more about you and what you do. Tell me about Bethany Pregnancy Center. Um, Bethany Pregnancy Center really came out of
1: Bethany Christian Services that was founded in 1944. And now Bethany Christian Services is in more than 75 locations in the United States and 12 uh, dozen countries. It's the nation's largest adoption agency with domestic, international, and embryo uh, adoption. In Fredericksburg, we started here 25 years ago as Bethany Christian Services. But the need was uh, was seen here in the area to have a pregnancy center, and with a medical influence of having the um, ultrasound services available. So that was started yeah. five years ago here in Fredericksburg because the need was there.
0: Okay, now talk to me about ultrasound services being available. What does a pregnancy center do? Is it where um, women come when they first suspect they're pregnant, or if they want to find out if they're pregnant? Tell me what a pregnancy center does.
1: Well, our pregnancy center has the uh, we have a medical consultation. We talk about the, uh, all the aspects of a, a woman's, like the emotional things that she's going through the physical things that she's going through, and the first thing that we do is to confirm it with a pregnancy test, and then she has the option of wanting, of uh, agreeing to an ultrasound to see, is this really um, a pregnancy that is alive, and is it in her uterus, because sometimes um, there may be a positive pregnancy test, but the pregnancy is not continuing, or uh, the ectopics um, happen too and you could get a pregnancy test but it not be viable in the uterus so the ultrasound is the window to the womb that tells her how far along she is and um, if it is far along and we, we try to not do the ultrasound until the, the time of of uh, we see a heartbeat which is that um, we can see it at six weeks
0: Wow and now so when you t- no go ahead
1: we start off with trying to give the woman hope in her situation because they come in uh, for, uh, a lot of times that they uh, are... are This is a shock. They don't know what to do. They're not sure they're pregnant, but they think they are, and it's just not the right timing for them. And so we try to slow them down and, and, and put hope in their lives that they're not alone. The feeling so often is, we are alone and just don't even know what to think or do at this point.
0: Sure. It's an, it, it is an overwhelming emotion when you find out that you're pregnant if it wasn't planned on there. So, um, Gloria, it, it, never having been exposed to a pregnancy center, just like last week, i would never been exposed to an abortion center. I'm really learning about this. So, how much does it cost for a woman to walk into a pregnancy center?
1: Uh, to walk into our pregnancy center, there is no cost. The cost to her is being able to, to make that first step to to okay. go someplace to talk to someone about what's going on in her life, and so you know to to just talk and just to be here. So many women will make um, they get a positive pregnancy test and run to an and abortion clinic and some of the statistics of these women that do that is that there are thirty five hundred abortions in the United States each day. And this hour showed there will be a hundred and forty seven during this show. One in every three women under forty has had one and in the city of Fredericksburg there in the two thousand and eight Virginia Health Department statistics there were more uh, induced terminations, abortions, then there were residents that had live births. Okay. And, when, and so, when for the woman to come here, it is a big step because she could think, oh, those people are going to be judgmental. But one of my fears of coming on this program is that I will speak the truth that abortion is taking innocent human life, but I want to do it with compassion that we care about the women. We love each woman that comes in here. All the stories have little different twists to them, but everybody needs love and compassion, and we do not judge them the ones that they come in, and some of them have had abortions before. And I just, I, I just want to get across that we care about the unborn baby, we care about the woman, and sometimes the man who's with them, because abortion does affect men also. And so I, I, I want to to be able to speak the truth that, that this is a live little being we're dealing sure. with here and that we care about the, the women so much and without
0: judgment. Well, I, so I want to go back to this, Gloria, because I, I, think, I love the fact that you're talking about a loving, caring environment on that. Yes if somebody finds out that they're pregnant and they have not thought it through at all they're not thinking abortion they're not thinking adoption they are just oh my god i think i'm pregnant okay so now we know it doesn't cost anything to go in to bethany christian services that you all will do a pregnancy test potentially an ultrasound and that there is no cost to that so that you can find out Um, right off the bat if indeed there is a pregnancy there. right, Mm -hmm. A lot of people who believe in pro-choice believe that if you walk into a pregnancy center that is a Christian-based pregnancy center that there is going to immediately be great pressure on you not to have an abortion. That you will be um, played into a guilt on that. Do you think that's a fair assessment, or what do you think of that?
1: I'm quite sure that that is uh, some people's thoughts, and that's why I said it is of a cost to the woman to, to do that, to come through our doors. So we don't take that lightly, and we really feel that every woman that God sends to us are here for a purpose. And we take that very seriously, to handle them like it was God loving them, wanting them to make the right choice for life, and then helping them and to give them hope that they, they aren't uh, alone and that, to, um, that there are resources out there to help them. Okay. Now,
0: if these services are free and nobody's charging for those at Bethany, how do you do that? How do you stay in business? Who's keeping these doors open? Uh, people
1: that feel like that they want to help people in a time of crisis and this is a crisis in people's lives and so yes it is a great cost to uh, to operate this but um, individuals and churches that's where we get our money that, that people that uh, love life and love people and love the Lord like to give to us so that this can happen that we can impact people at their time of need You know, in uh, the Chinese symbol, crisis, um, Mm -hmm. there are two symbols for the word crisis. One is opportunity and one is danger. So there's great opportunity for growth and for blessing in an unplanned pregnancy. But there's also danger in making decisions that could be detrimental for the rest of the person's life.
0: Sure. Um, Let's give a website here for anyone listening, since Bethany is all over the world. Give me the website for Bethany services.
1: Uh, www.bethany.org.
0: Okay, it, so we're we, going to post well, that on our chat. We
1: come up on, on all kinds of Bethany.org uh, and, you know, we have a website specifically under that called I'mPregnant.org and we have lots of helpful information.
0: Great. Uh, for
1: unplanned pregnancy.
0: Gloria, we're going to have to take a short break. We're going to come right back and continue talking about Bethany um, services and what they offer and learn more about the pro-life choices for abortion. You all stay tuned.
2: Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru Show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru Show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, folks. This is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio.
0: How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes, or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert, as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code A.
3: Hi, this is Deb Coletti and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation.
2: Life on Purpose
3: with your host, Deb Coletti. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network.
4: This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on here Women Talk Radio. This
3: is Paul Trulev on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com.
0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Donna Tyson, your host for Rivers of Faith on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. What a great show we have going today. I want to thank everybody for joining in on the chat. We've got some active chat going. And we are talking today with Gloria Whitley, who is the nurse manager at Bethany Pregnancy Center for Bethany Christian Services. Gloria, I appreciate so much you sharing the information about Bethany Christian Services being available 24 Four, seven all over the country and that it is a free service for women who need assistance with their pregnancy now you said that you all do the um, the ultrasounds up front and let them know immediately what age do you find is the typical person who walks into Bethany
1: um, the age is usually around 18 to 24. Uh, We've had them as young as uh, 14 and as old as 45.
4: (laughs) Okay.
0: And how far along are they typically in their pregnancy?
1: Uh, Because of the uh, -the over-the-counter pregnancy test, we usually have them pretty early in the um, five- to six-week stage. But sometimes they don't come in until... 20 in 22 weeks, (laughs) so there is a variety, but the earliest stage is the most common.
0: And and now you're a nurse, right, Gloria? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. At at what point do you consider tangible life to have started in an embryo?
4: Um,
0: We believe that life begins
1: at conception. When the egg meets the sperm, that's life. It doesn't become more life. All the DNA is there. It just needs a the proper environment in the uterus to grow, and time. And uh, we all started off that way. When I was in nursing school in 1965, my biology 101 said life begins at conception, and it just moved on. There was no politics in it. It was just uh, a fact. So When I went into the health department, I worked in the Fredericksburg health department. And I knew that fact in my head absolutely, but in the 1970s, I did refer for a, a few abortions, and it hadn't gotten to my heart. And then when it got to my heart, is women, I know this. This is life. And then I saw the effect through some friends that abortion had on them, and I put the two and two together, and all of that information that I knew was true went to my heart that life does indeed begin at fertilization. And because it is life, and we are meant to to bear life, that uh, abortion uh, destroys innocent human life and hurts women. But it had to move, so I understand the veil that can come over uh, a woman in a crisis situation that they can know it intellectually, but because of the circumstances and maybe feeling alone, that that they make that choice. Because I felt that myself and two other things.
5: Gloria, what
0: what is the um what are the legal boundaries for abortion today? What is the earliest you can do an abortion and what is the latest? Well in nineteen
1: seventy three we had Roe versus Wade and then a companion Supreme Court decision called Doe versus Bolton. And because of these two abortion is legalized in all fifty states for all nine months of pregnancy for almost any reason now the reasons because it's concerned for the health of the mother and health is defined because of doe versus bolton of emotional psychological sociological so those two supreme court decisions opened it wide for all nine months States can put certain restrictions, such as it has to be in a hospital after a certain week. So you have to have a couple of doctors to say that it is necessary, and there can be some parental rights, but um, no state can, can completely outlaw it. Okay. It was a sweeping uh, decision in 1973.
0: Okay, For you personal, I'm stepping outside of Bethany Christian Services to you personal. Do you feel that there is ever a justification, a a situation, a circumstance that makes it appropriate for a woman to choose abortion?
1: Now, you're talking about some of the hard cases, which are usually like rape, incest. Um, uh, 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 right. A fetal abnormality. And we have seen instances in all of those where there is a terrible fetal abnormality that is not compatible with life. And to see these women carry the baby and to, to, have the baby born and indeed sometimes some of those abnormalities don't ever happen whether it's a miracle or a misdiagnosis but when it they're really true it really does happen and that baby maybe only lives for a few hours they still carry through it and they did not allow the abortion to happen but they got to love that baby and hold that baby and take pictures of that baby and the grieving process is not aborted they get to go all the way through and of course they grieve it's a it's a terrible thing. And the same in the, uh, the rape situation. One act of violence, rape is detestable. It's just an awful thing. But another act of violence that the woman is allowing against her body does not remove that first one. It is another complication. And there are a lot of studies that are coming out, and it's not just my opinion, that when a woman completes that pregnancy, Makes a, an adoption plan, or sometimes keeps the baby herself and raises it. That there is healing to that, and I know that's very difficult. It is a very hard decision, and um, but that's what a lot of the the, the research is showing.
0: I I want to go beyond the fear for the the well-being of the mother here. I want to go to the child that that is born into a situation of certain abuse. Last week we had several women that called in and talked about their life that at the time that they had their abortions they were so caught up in a life of drugs and 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 incest and drugs and horrible living situations, that they truly believed that it was the greatest gift of love that they could give to the child. I'm quoting them, the greatest gift of love they could give to the child, not to bring them into that situation. How would you respond to that?
1: Well, they do have another option in there, uh, and that's adoption. There are a lot of myths about adoption. Some because in times past, uh, maybe adoption was not handled well. Sometimes maybe it's because of some of the movies that we see that here is an uh, adoption that um, was was made and it was a difficult situation. So people come with a lot of myths, but if they can see, and we, we try to do this, that they, we are not only screened by, we screen our families by um, the state standards, but we have Christian standards also in these okay. that is it is a loving thing to do and very unselfish and very difficult to carry your baby and then choose a family. The, the 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 choices that's where you get to make lots of good choices is I want this family from all kinds of profiles and notebooks and if we don't have somebody in this area we have all over the United States to choose from. And then they can make like an open uh, adoption where they can have some contact with their child, and they always required. And so, for the person that has a very difficult situation, adoption is a wonderful option, and they can feel good. And we support them. And we're going to come back and afterwards.
0: Okay, we're going to come back and talk about that. We have a caller online that we want to go to, Diana. Okay. Thank you for calling.
4: Oh, yes. Thank you, Donna. really appreciate your show and having Gloria on. I'm uh, personally serving on the board at Bethany, and I'm also a donor. I've uh, uh, been uh, supporting Bethany and uh, for, for many years. I also personally have experienced the trauma of abortion, but I didn't have any um, support at the time, and I've had complications with my two sons' um who were born, uh, especially the second birth. I had uh, a premature baby with many complications, and I feel that it was uh, related to my abortions that I had. And I just so appreciate Bethany's ministry in uh, sharing love and support to those men and women in unplanned pregnancies. And uh, we offer support to those Who have had abortions as well. They have a ministry uh, that helps them called Rachel's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. And I hope Gloria could mention a little bit about them too. Have experienced a lot of healing.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. I want to thank you so much for calling in about that, Diana. You said you have experienced an abortion yourself. Last week on my Facebook, I had quite a lively conversation going on during the show on Facebook, and one of them was a physician, and he was talking about uh, that we had totally not addressed the physical part of a woman's body going through abortion and what it did to her later. Um, And so you said that you truly believe. Believe that you had long-term um, yes. circumstances because of that. Did you have a yes, did, did you did you have an abortion under the hands of a, a certified doctor?
4: I had actually two abortions at just the uh, abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you still yeah. feel that
0: that wasn't safe for your body long term? That's
4: right. Okay, yes, I had I had the uh, post-abortion syndrome with many. Many different, uh, just uh, harmful effects that okay. affect I me mean, emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually.
0: Well, and uh, that, and I, I think that's so important. Healing. Yeah, that's so important. That's right. It isn't just going in for the abortion; it is the the lifelong issues that you then experience in all of those arenas, all that you just talked about, the physical, the emotional, spiritual. I applaud you for being one of them who allows this service to be offered free through your giving. Again, we want to tell everybody the website is www.bethany.org, anywhere in the country. And Diana, you mentioned a wonderful service that we have local here in Virginia called Rachel's Vineyard Ministries. And, Glory, yes. can you tell us a little bit about that? Diana, we're going to let you go. Thank you for calling in. Okay, thank, thank you, you Diana. Me. Thank you.
1: Yes, we are very blessed in this community to have um, Rachel's Vineyard. There's a couple that um, felt led of the Lord. They were both uh, uh, post-abortive uh, before they were married. Both a man and a woman had participated in uh, 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 multiple abortions themselves. And so they came, come from a place of really understanding, and they have been trained. So they brought it to Fredericksburg, um, uh, somewhere around um, five years ago. And we have retreats, and I'm also part of this team. And so I see the pain that comes to the retreats, and there's also Bible studies that are done, and the pain that comes and the healing that that comes when you're in a a group setting is just miraculous and so i would encourage every woman who is is listening to this to go on the website and to to check it out and that is the first step it's very difficult and there's so much um, shame and guilt that is that is associated with it that it's very hard to make that first step but that is that is a wonderful thing for you to do for yourself and for the children that that you have. And uh, we're just very blessed to have that here. Well, I
0: appreciate you telling us about that. Again, the organization we're talking with today is Bethany Christian Services. The website is www.bethany.org. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back to talk about faith and abortion, the pro-life stance. You all stay tuned.
3: Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh. We will cry. We will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversations. back. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear
5: Women Talk Network. Hi, this is Chris Hillenburg, the host of Hear Women Tell, here on Hear Women Talk Radio, where we interview professional storytellers to get the story behind the story. This week, we'll be interviewing Lini Del Siemens. With a face and a voice that's launched a thousand characters, Lini Del Siemens, a master story performer, is an award-winning international performer of Latino, original, and world stories spiced with mime, a cornucopia of voices and a love of people. Leni is known for animated interactive performances encouraging listeners to rejoice in human and cultural diversity and delight in her urban American sense of humor. The 2002 Storyteller of the Year, Leni's been published in Storytelling Magazine, The Newsletter, Tell Trader and uh, a tribute to Brother Blue and she's been a headliner at the Storytelling Festival and International Storytelling Center. Join me this Wednesday at 3 p.m when I interview Leney Dell Siemens on Hear Women Tell here at Hear Women Talk Radio.
3: When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore here. History, Nature, and Mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com.
0: And we're back. This is Donna Tyson, your host for Rivers of Faith on Zeus Radio Network on the Hear Women Talk show. We thank you so much for joining in with us today. want to remind you that our phone lines are open at 646-652-2071 or you can go to our live chat. We've got some lively chat going on here this morning and we just encourage you to give us your opinion. Let us know what you're thinking or if there's something you'd like to hear from our guest. Our guest is a very Informed woman today, very passionate about what she does. It's Miss Gloria Whitley, the nurse manager for Bethany Christian Services, the pregnancy center here in Fred- Fredericksburg. Gloria, thank you for being on the show with me today.
1: Oh, thank you. It's a privilege.
0: Well, we have a lot of questions coming on, on the chat line about the health of a baby. If they have HIV, um, if the mother has HIV or something that would be passed on to the child, uh, what are the safety issues with that? When you see red flags in a mother of diseases that could be passed on to the child, how do you handle that in a consulting uh, mode?
1: There are things that can be done about uh, situations like HIV. Um, a cesarean section is often called for when a if a mother is HIV positive, and so there's not the passing uh, in, in the, the delivery. So there are things that can be done. Herpes is that way. And times a child will, will, will be born with, um, HIV, and then they, they they change after a, a year. And so, okay. it's, it's not, it's not necessarily a death sentence for them. So do you
0: have physicians that work hand in hand with Bethany Christian Services? We have
1: a medical director. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dwayne Anderson is our medical director here at Bethany. Okay. We also work with the health department,
0: and uh, so we have some medical consultation. Great, great. Well, we have another caller. We want to be sure and get him in. Dana, thank you for calling this morning.
6: Thank you, and thank you, Gloria and Donna, for talking about this tough subject of abortion. Thank you so thank much. You.
0: What can we do for you this morning?
6: Um, well, Gloria spoke earlier about the effects of abortion, and my myself, I've had three, and it took me about ten years to even be able to talk about it because of all the shame and the guilt and, and also the isolation and feeling alone. When Gloria was talking about the women coming in and, and they reassured them that they're not alone, um, that um, there is hope, and they do it in a loving and judgmental way, I think that's great because I look back and I think if I would have had that kind of service, then maybe I would have made I wouldn't have made the choice of my first abortion, second or third. So three abortions. Wonderful, what Bethany's doing.
0: Yeah. How old were you when you had your first abortion?
6: My first abortion was at 22 years old. Okay. And it was much easier after my first to have the second and third. When you went in, uh, when you uh, found out, yeah,
0: when you found out you were pregnant, did you make an immediate decision for an abortion?
6: Um, I would say it took about a week or two after I found out I was pregnant because um, I thought that was my only option. Like, I, I thought that, okay, well, I have to get this over with, I have to take care of this problem. Like, that's how I looked at it. Mm -hmm. And I know society makes it seem like it's just so simple and that just get it done and then you can move on with your life. And yes, after my first abortion, I felt relief, but it was just such a false relief because I didn't realize all the ramifications that came with the abortion. If I would have known, then just even being educated about it is like such a huge thing because when you don't know, it's like you just hurry up and make that decision.
4: Now.
0: I know many, many girlfriends who have gone and had abortions, and it wasn't an easy call. It was exactly what you said. It was they had to take care, an immediate result for solving the problem. You talk about the ramifications that you didn't know were going to be there. Tell me what ramifications you're talking about.
6: Well, um, I I was depressed. Um, I actually, at points, was suicidal. I... I just was very closed, Um, I didn't have any feeling. I had this wall up and nothing could penetrate me. Um, I was very angry, Um, but I didn't realize I was really angry at myself. But I really put on this front like everything was fine, like it's no big deal, but it just really was not the case. And I was making choices, poor choices, I started drinking heavily, um, promiscuous sexually, just making really poor choices, but I look back and see the connection that it basically all started from after my first abortion because I wasn't like that before. Okay, so how old were you when you had your second abortion? I was uh, 24. Okay. And the third? I was 25. So you were more
0: or less using abortion as a form of birth control, right?
6: Yes, I was. Yes.
0: Okay.
6: What do you think... That's how I would define
0: it. What could anybody have said to you at that time in your life that would have made a difference, that you might have made you make a different decision?
6: I think just um, probably that I'm not alone, that I will have help going through this, and that, you know, I am loved, you know, that someone really Mm -hmm. cares about what I'm going through. Sure, um, Because I really did feel alone. I, feel, I felt like I had to hurry up and make a decision. And if someone would have told me just slow down a little bit, then maybe I really would have thought thought about it and not just think about, oh, I have to hurry up.
0: Do you have children now, Dana?
6: I do. I actually have a 17-year-old daughter, um, and then I had my abortions after her.
0: Okay. So you haven't had another child since the abortions. No, I have not. Okay. Do you still feel guilty about the abortions?
6: No, I don't because I've, praise God, I've I've been through um, two post-abortive Bible studies and I've been through um, Rachel's Vineyard, which is great, um, and just the healing that God brings. I mean, there's layer after layer of hurt when um, when I experience my abortions. And just God healing those layers because... It's helped me to forgive myself because that was the hardest thing.
4: Absolutely. To forgive myself.
6: Like intellectually knowing God has forgiven me, fine. But forgiving myself that was so hard.
0: Okay. Now you talk about post abortive Bible studies. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yes. Where did you experience those? Was that through your church or through a center or uh, where did you uh, where did you that, find uh, that?
6: Forgiving- um one of them, forgiven and set free, was actually through Bethany Christian Services, um, Bethany okay. Fergency Center. Um, and the and Rainbows in the Night was through Sanctity of Life Ministries, which is in, in Northern Virginia.
0: All right, And the name of those, again, was Forgiven and Set Free, and one of them was Rainbows yes. in the Night. I just think that's so important. Yes. Anyone that's listening that has had abortions, that has any yes. feelings of guilt or remorse, here are Bible mm-hmm. studies that you can go to. Again, Bethany Christian Services, you can go online, and you named another service in D.C. Would you mind telling us that one again?
6: That one is um, Sanctity of Life Ministries, and they have, um, like, Fairfax Pregnancy Center. They're crisis pregnancy centers like Bethany um, Pregnancy Center, but it's called Sanctity of Life Ministries. Great.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much for calling in, Dana. That's what this whole show is about. Gloria, do you have any thoughts on what Dana shared
1: I just want to thank Dana so much for calling in and for doing the very hard work that will bless her daughter and bless so many people around her. It it, it takes really courage to come forth and say, you know, I need help with the decisions that I make. So she is a very courageous mm-hmm. and helpful woman, and God is going to use her greatly because she has been able to share this. And um, Dana, I'm... Uh, I'm really sorry that there was not somebody that was there for you at your first
0: abortion. I, I, I'm, I'm really sorry
1: that that happened
4: to you.
0: And ladies, Thank I just you. want to tell you again that that's what this whole Rivers of Faith show is about. That we are never walking alone. And it is really up to that's each right. of us. Whenever we go through a crisis in life, it may feel like that we're breaking under the pressure of it. and But You know, if we can take our test, whatever it is that is breaking us, and we can turn it around and use it as a testimony Mm -hmm. that indeed God was there for us, then, you know, then we become a stepping stone to wholeness for the next person that's coming down that path behind us. And it takes people like Mm -hmm. you all that are courageous enough and bold enough to be able to share your lesson, your research sources, your emotions, and let people know that indeed there is still hope. Dana, I want to encourage you to go out to the Hear Women Talk website at www.hearwomentalk.com. I have a group there called Rivers of Faith. Please join that group. I'd love for you to post a blog on there. That there are several women on the live chat who are saying that they'd like to communicate with you. If you would please write, you know, go in and share your story in a blog with us. Maybe it, it'll touch the right person at the right time.
6: Okay, thank you so much, Donna. And thank you, Gloria, for all that you're doing. God bless you you. And thank you both so much. We're going to have to take another
0: short break. We're almost through with this show. So we'll ask you to stay tuned, and we'll be right back with Rivers of Faith.
2: Hi, this is Jessica Doravaj, host of the Where is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru Show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of racersreunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club.
0: And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa.
3: Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation.
2: Life on Purpose with your
3: host, Deb Coletti. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio.
0: This is Donna Tyson with Rivers of Faith. Welcoming everyone back. We're on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Just want to thank everybody who has openly shared on the chat line as well as calling in the last two weeks as we talk about faith and abortion. Want to thank those who have shared their stories, the resources that helped them heal. We are in the final 10 minutes of this show. We still have time for some calls. If you have something you'd like to share with us, please give us a call at 646-652-2071. My guest today is Gloria Whitley, who is the nurse manager at Bethany Pregnancy Center for Bethany Christian Services. Gloria, I want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your heart with us today. We're in the final ten minutes of the show, and I know we have so much more we want to cover. We've had a lot of chat going um, about the men's rights in this. Do the men typically come in with the women looking for uh, counseling, or is it typically the woman alone? I would
1: say in about one quarter of the situations, uh, the man comes in, too. And if in abortion, a man has no rights. And in the, like the Rachel's Vineyard Retreats, we have had mm-hmm. uh, several men attend alone, because they felt guilty that they did not provide the support that they needed they did, uh, that the woman needed like before that they had a part in the abortion even though they said no i didn't want the abortion and so they felt like that their their position of protector and provider whether the woman had the abortion or did not have the abortion that they were a part of it and they were hurting really bad but if uh, if he wants to have the baby and she wants to have the abortion and she will have the abortion and he has no rights. Um, and I did
0: not realize a man cannot stop an abortion even if he is the the father. It is totally the woman's choice. Absolutely. Okay. It, it, do you, That's a whole other ballgame. And and when we talk about Rachel's Vineyard, I actually spoke with the woman and that runs that this morning and we're going to have she and her husband on to talk about Couples feeling together and how important that is that they understand the different emotional sides that they're going through. But at a pregnancy center, how can a man support a woman who has decided to make the tough call to go through the pregnancy if she doesn't want to keep the baby? She wants to give the baby up for adoption. Now, does the man have any rights when it comes to abortion or, I mean, to the adoption?
1: Uh, in an adoption situation, he has to give up his parental rights. And, you know, sometimes that's a very difficult situation because the, 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 the mother of the baby, uh, does not, uh, value him <laughs> as mm-hmm. a, uh, as, as a father. And so she is really against that. And so, Sometimes the, the the father has various reasons for wanting to have the baby, and maybe it's to hold her. There's all kinds of dynamics that play into it, but we have uh, just excellent uh, pregnancy counselors, uh, uh, birth parent counselors that that talk to them, and they try to to look at you know what is really best for this child, and try to to, to help their relationship with the mother and the father to. Uh, to be able to think this through without the emotions of hurt involved in it. So mm-hmm. one of the really helpful things at, at Bethany is to have somebody to walk the, the path of adoption with the, the people that are involved in the whole family. Grandparents are another uh, uh, big wow. group of people that are affected. And so I know as a mom, I'm thinking about, you know, my grandchild. That's my grandchild out there. So...
0: It's well, let me ask you about that. Dynamic. If, if I found out that one of my children was considering a, an abortion, if I wanted to say, please don't do that. I, wa- I will take the baby. I will raise the baby. Um, do you see that often where a grandparent intervenes and says, I will take the baby? Then do they have to give up full rights to the child to me, or is that all negotiable?
1: Well, what often happens is the the mom is the the caretaker, but the the grandmother um literally becomes more of the caretaker and there's no adoption it, it's just you know in in the family now there are times where you know the mom is not there and and so the the grandmother would have to go to court to get legal custody, and that happens sometimes mm-hmm. too when there is, like, drug abuse or uh, abandonment, and that and that also happens.
0: You know, we always hear the horror stories of the families who have made the commitment they want to adopt a child. They make no contingency on the health of the child. They've just made a commitment that they want to adopt. The You know, they meet the young girl. Is that called an open adoption, when they actually meet the girl when she's pregnant? And, and, then the, and then the mother changes her mind. She sees the baby and changes her mind or comes back and wants the baby back. Is that a reality in our society today? Um, the, in the state of Virginia, and each
1: state is a little different, the woman has 10 days after the birth of the baby if she's made an adoption plan to finalize it. So she has that 10 days. And that's why we have uh, interim care. We have foster interim care, because if she's picked out the family, and um, but uh, it's like not kind of really sure, uh, and uh, the, the adoptive couple don't want to go through the trauma of having that baby in their home, mm-hmm. um, there is interim care uh, for those 10 days. So there's a 10-day period where she can um, change her mind.
0: And, and for the women who say that there is absolutely no way that um, they would want someone they didn't know to adopt the child, last week one of the statistics that our, our guest gave us was that in her abortion clinic, and they also ran an adoption clinic, eight out of ten of the women that they counseled um, regarding what their options were said that they could not do an adoption, that they absolutely didn't want to think about that child being in a home where they didn't control it where they didn't know if they were going to be treated right that they could do an abortion but they couldn't do an adoption what are your thoughts on that
1: well, I would say that I would have the, the same type of, uh, of thoughts <laughs> that when the women come here, they would say that also. And I try to talk about some of the myths of uh, adoption, which we've kind of mentioned just a little bit, that they won't ever know what happened to their children, and, and that's really not true. And mm-hmm. so we do talk about the, the myths of it. And it's like Dana, when she called in, I'm really glad that she... Um, had mentioned about this hurry situation if the the woman that is considering um i don't know what to do and you know you've got the three options parenting abortion and and adoption out there if they can just slow down god gives nine months (laughs) to, to your life could change dramatically in nine months and you could have the resources And the support to raise your baby. If they can just slow down in that very beginning, then they can talk about life. Am I going to raise the baby, or is God uh, is is somebody else going to raise the baby? And
0: And a lot of it comes back down to faith. In do you true yeah. Yeah, And I want to talk about that for a second because that's what this show is. Is do you really trust that if you know God looks after the birds and the and and the the animals that are there that god has a hand in that i for me personally you know i was married when i had my children if there is indeed a moment when I can tell you that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was a God, it was when I looked at the the child that I was holding in my hand and I knew that that child was no accident. And at that moment, I felt more connected to God than I did at any other time in my life. And that no matter what that child faced, I knew that that child wasn't going to be alone. And as we talk today, again, I want to reiterate: you are not alone when you are making these decisions. The information is so critical. That's why we were so happy to have last week Mela on talking about the the very specific information of what your options are with pro choice. And and this week I am just so grateful to have Gloria and Bethany Christian Services on sharing what our real choices are out there. Gloria, we're going to have to close the show. Is there anything that you want to say in this last couple minutes um, to the listeners who are there?
1: Um, just a real
0: short example.
1: We had a girl that came in uh, last week and she was very abortion-minded and we tried to do the slow down. God has a plan. Just... just hold off on getting your abortion right away god can do this is a trust just trust that that he's got something good in store for you she was sick and feeling awful and i gave her something and and that did help her to feel better she was so nauseated she called back a few days later she says you got any more of those preggy pops and she says <laughs> i'm willing to talk to an adoption counselor because you know what happened to me the other day just this person just dropped a place for me to to live because she was somebody was going to kick her out of the house. Dropped a place for me to live and to be a nanny. So I've got I've got a home, and we do have wonderful shelters. Mary shelters are really good, but she wanted to right. be and have a home, and so that was provided. I said, Oh my gosh, God just answered our prayers in twenty four hour period.
0: That's
3: so wonderful. He does
1: wonderful things. I just said, Trust God and do the next
0: thing. And well, we appreciate so much you sharing your story with us today. Again, we want to give you the website is www.bethany.org. You don't even have to put in the Christian services; just www.bethany.org. I want to thank you all again for listening in. Thank you for all your input. I want to again encourage you to remember you are not alone. You do have a choice when you cannot control what is happening in your life you always have the ability to control the way you respond to it you have a choice don't give up listen get information go to your knees ask god to give you the wisdom to make the decision this is donna tyson with rivers of faith on zeus radio network for hear women talk may the rivers of faith carry you gently through life today god bless